0: Pulling someone down will never help you reach the top. Hello and welcome to episode 57 of Under the Call of MS. Today we're going to start out talking about Itty Bitty Hellboy from Dark Horse Comics. Done by Art Balthazar and Franco. Team up at one of the other guys from our group got me hooked on to their live videos and live casts that they do and all the other little group group events they've done. I've been gradually absorbing as much of that as possible. They do uh, drawing videos and stuff on YouTube that you can get, which are fun, and give you some extra little insight in the drawing. This is done by Dark Horse Comics. It's a very fun, family-friendly, four-issue comic run. Uh, It's great if you want to get your kids into comics. This would be a perfect thing to start them with. You got Itty Bitty Hellboy on his way with some friends to... Like Abe's in there and stuff. And they go off to an island which Hellboy calls the Island of Rogers. Where one of the members of the island wears the only pair of underpants and that makes them the one and only Roger. And Hellboy thought he'd Bring them a bag full of underwear so the rest of them could have some and get to see what happens along the way. Some other characters are following them separately because they want to find out where the island is and get some pictures of the elusive where jaguar. I'm guessing it's supposed to be like a combination of a werewolf and a jaguar. You end up seeing this cute, red, fuzzy, furry thing that likes to lick people to death. But yeah, it's a fun little story. Abe and his family in the ocean, you just got all the Hellboy A lot of the Hellboy characters are in here throughout the comic, and the island has a giant hand on it that Hellboy interacts with and causes all kinds of mischief and mayhem throughout the storyline. Yeah, little zombie plants that, well plants in the ground that come to life and turn into zombies. Yeah. Just all kinds of fun through all here, through all Force Comics. They keep going. It's definitely fun for the kids and the family. It's a more comedic look at Hellboy's youth. Yeah, it's all kinds of interesting things ensue in this little cowboy depiction. And If you're looking at getting more stuff like this, this is a great great start for you. But they also have the Aw oh Yeah Comics gang. It has a lot of other comics that are Kid friendly, that the whole family could enjoy, and then they they also have like uh itty bitty mask, which is one I'm really looking forward to to grabbing next once I see it and get a hold of that and check it out. But I always like the mask storylines, what they did in the comics and stuff. Movies okay. Comics are way better. Yeah. Check out E.B. Hellboy. You're sure to enjoy it. You and the whole family. And we're going to go to a little something more adult friendly but based off something from our childhoods. you got Afterlife with Archie comics. This is a fun run. Uh, all, a lot of the Archie, well, pretty much all the Archie characters have been getting their own darker versions of the comics these past, probably five, five to ten years, I'd say. <clears throat> but this is The basis for this one, it's a car driven by Reggie kills Hot Dog Jughead's little buddy. Uh, Jughead asks Sabrina to bring his beloved dog back to life, and her uh, guardians tell her no because what could happen and all that stuff, and of course. Doesn't listen and sneaks out later on that night and helps bring his dog back to life, hot dog. And she goes off home and Jughead goes home and just waits for something to happen. And, of course, terrible consequences ensue. And the whole town of Riverdale starts to get zombified, starting with Hot Dog becoming a zombie. And he bites Jughead, and then you can just imagine how that spreads the contagion throughout Riverdale. It's a fun look at all the characters, what they do during these events, what happens and stuff like that. have pretty much even in starting out with the first few issues you you get a good chunk of the main Riverdale characters in here and if you like that you will definitely if you like Archie comics and stuff and like darker things you'll definitely enjoy this it was also a very fun read um I've only gotten. About four issues into it so far. I got the trade paperback versions and stuff that I'll look at this winter and get further into the story to see what happens with the rest of the town of Riverdale. And here's stuff you get to see what happens with like pops ice cream stand and all that. Yeah, that was fun. And then another little dark one. That one came out I think roughly two thousand thirteen, I think, is when it came out. Yeah. Again around 2013. And then another one that came out just recently that if you do follow the Archie storylines and stuff, especially like Sabrina, you get have From the Archie Horror Series, you have Madam Satan, number one. The first depiction of Madam Satan was on the cover of Pep Comics, number 15 in 1941. But she only appeared in issues number 16 to 21 before being canceled. Make room for a humor comic strip featuring a new character, Archie Andrews, issue number 22. Uh, I know Madam Satan's been in... Well, she's been depicted on the TV series, the newer TV series, *Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. She's also been in uh, some of the Sabrina comics and stuff. And goes back quite a ways throughout, with little, little tiny appearances throughout the Archie line over the years. But uh, as a good look at Madame Satan, how she behaves and acts, and goes through life. Basically, she cares more about herself and her own powers than anything, anybody else around her. As you've seen throughout the years with her relationships and stuff, you can see how she just focuses on one thing at a time, what she cares about destroying mer- most and stuff like that. Yeah, she's definitely an interesting character. It was a fun read to get this, this depiction of her. And uh, yeah. Check it out. And along with the horror line, of Archie's horror line, you got lots of other great storylines like Blossom 666. Uh, Jughead, The Hunger, Hunger was a fun one to read. I can't remember if I talked about that on here. I might only talk about it on the other podcast. Same of Vampironica, that one. That one I really enjoyed, that run. Yeah, there's tons of different storylines you can find out there depending on which characters you like the most. Dughead, Sabrina, Betty, Veronica. Yeah. They've been going crazy with those. Just putting them out anything they could think of with all the different characters. So, let's see what would be some good MS talk today. I suppose it's that time of year with all the Flu season back up, corona's back on all over the place, popping up like crazy. So we have to oh we don't have to. We have the option to get our vaccines for the flu and stuff like that. It's all based on each individual's choices and how they feel and what disease modifying therapies you're on or whatever. See depending on what effects what and all these would keep going back and forth and, and trying to figure out the whole deal with okravis some they say don't get the flu shot some say do some say stay away from immunity boosters some say it's fine so all you can really do is play around and see what you can come across. Uh, <clears throat> In multiple sclerosis, the immune system attacks the central nervous system, damaging nerves and myelin, the insulating material that covers and protects our nerve fibers. This damage affects how signals are relayed from the brain and spinal cord, which can cause fatigue, numbness, weakness, vision loss, loss of balance, and even cognitive impairment course and severity of the disease are unpredictable and vary between individuals everybody takes the disease a little bit differently so you can't judge everybody equally like the people that see us walking around complaining about our invisible illness they might have heard about something with ms and they figure everybody's the same that has it no it's Called multiple for a reason. Many different versions of our disease, and we just gotta deal with deal with whatever we get. Luckily, stuck with with issues. Part of managing MS is getting vaccinations to prevent infections. Uh, the in two, August of 2019, the American Academy of Neurology issued a guideline on vaccines for people with MS and recommended that patients with MS get regular vaccinations, including an annual influenza shot. Which, uh, when I do my annual health screen, they pretty much do everything around that time when they do it. Flu shot is especially key during the coronavirus pandemic for several, several reasons. First, the flu kills thousands of people each year. Second, you risk contracting COVID-19 in the hospital if you are admitted for severe flu symptoms. Finally, contracting the flu and COVID-19 simultaneously may result in more severe illness and may lower your defenses in combating the coronavirus. Experts recommend that people with MS, especially those who are on disease-modifying therapies, Get the killed vaccine preparation of the flu shot and not the live weekend version. Uh, there go their telephone again. Yeah. <laughs> Grand Central here. Yeah. fails. They say get the one that's killed the vaccine. Get the killed vaccine preparation of the flu shot and not the live weekend version, which I've never heard this before. I didn't know we could get the two different options to work with i just got whatever the clinic had and i haven't gotten mine over and over like usual i just get it every so many years so i have something updated in my system but i'm still iffy about taking it every year Although researchers have not found a link between live vaccine use and infection risk, they think using a live vaccine when you have a suppressed immune system may be risky. In some instances, however, your doctor may advise against a vaccine if you had a past allergic reaction or some other adverse response to it. Some evidence also suggests that if you're taking certain disease-modifying medications such as lm tuzumab which is lemtrada and ocrelizumab which is mayocris flu shots may not fully protect against infection in addition several oral drugs including fingolimod which is Jelenia, and siponimod which is mazanthi. Ozanamod, which is zaposia, and cladribine, which is mavenclod, have restrictions regarding vaccines both before and during treatment. I know, like, with Ocrevus, we can't do anything within, like, the first six weeks of our infusion or something like that, I heard. It can cause us to have more issues than that period because our immune system i don't know if it's shut down more because of all the stuff or if it's amped up or like my immune system's gone so many different ways between the different medications they've given me i (laughs) have no idea which direction i'm going up down all around whatever sometimes vaccine vaccinations may lead to flare-ups of symptoms these types of flare-ups are also known as pseudoexacerbations, so-called because the symptoms are due to a known external source, in this case, the vaccine. Before getting a flu shot or any other vaccine, talk to your doctor about what's best for you. Also, certain disease-modifying therapies such as ocrelizumab, fingolimod, saponamod, <clears> Osanamab, <throat> cladurine, and lm 2 require specific waiting periods between vaccinations and starting therapy. Um, all up to us. You have to decide what you're going to do, what you wanna go through. You, it's your body, so go by how you feel and make those choices. I've also heard, I and mean, this is still, they're still doing a lot of testing with this and stuff, but this is a, something I've read about recently. But Recent research suggests that vitamin D deficiency may increase the risk of coronavirus infection and severity of COVID-19. Deaths are higher in countries farther away from the equator, due to lack of sunlight uh basically what i've since i've been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis i've learned so much that has issues because of vitamin d that it's not gonna hurt you you can take whatever volume you want at least from what i know from what i've experienced i don't i don't think vitamin d can really harm you at all depending on what dose you take I and mean, right now I'm up to about seventy five hundred i use a day I'll take up to ten thousand ten thousand i i use a day um depending on how what time of year it is, how I'm feeling, or what medications I'm on that are natural medications, because I got I'll take my normal five thousand IUs of vitamin D in its own form and then I have other medications that have omega threes plus vitamin D. I got magnesium plus may well, um so it's got magnesium, calcium, and vitamin D in it right now. A lot of the natural medications have some type of mixed version that will include vitamin D or some other things in it. It's like personally for myself, I'd say my two main natural, well, three main natural vitamins I take are B12 vitamin D and magnesium because the magnesium when I go off that my whole body starts to cramp up and lock up and I have tons of issues within a day or two of being off it so I learned that when I had to do the colonoscopy and I had to go off everything for seven days or five days or whatever it was but, but yeah try those things out and then uh since we start out with the kids kid-friendly comic and stuff i just figured i'd bring a little bit of ms and child talk Uh, an ms patient might experience muscle weakness or rigidity Coordination problems, extreme fatigue, difficult to use in arms or hands, uh, trouble walking or standing, bladder or bowel dysfunction, neuropathy, burning or tingling arms, hands or feet, blurred or double visions, swallowing problems, or many other physical issues, wonderful things we deal with. Uh, MS patients also tend to overheat easily, which temporarily makes MS symptoms worse. And those side effects can make every aspect of childcare difficult, whether it's holding and diapering a baby or feeding, bathing, and dressing a young child. Parents who have MS may struggle with getting kids ready for school, driving them where they need to go, or putting dinner on the table every night. Etc. Uh, little things that healthy parents take for granted can become huge tasks for people with MS. They may find themselves too fatigued to play with children, sudden overheated by taking a child to the park or too weak to take part in their children's extracurricular activities. Uh, my wife, my wife, And I uh, chose not to have kids. I really wanted to have kids, but physically I didn't know what was going on with life for so many years, trying to find answers for this. And, of course, didn't get diagnosed until 2014. Uh, If I would have got diagnosed when I was... Earlier in life, or when I was first searching for answers, it would have probably changed changed the outlook and everything with life. For me and my wife, uh, differently than what we had, I still would not have had kids. I, I think if anything... I would have done adoption or offered up if we had the ability, offer up a home for temporary placement of kids while they're look while they're waiting for a home. So that way I could help them out, take care of kids for a few years. then when my disease progressed to a point of, uh, less control and harder to work, harder to deal with, then I could, uh, go away from that type of life and just focus on our stuff but I would have enjoyed helping out kids while I could boiling the shit out of them introducing them to comic books opening up their minds to art and everything and giving them the chances that they Went ahead if they're stuck in a community home or whatever, where you're just ignored and not given the opportunities you could to uh, just open yourself up and advance in life with the things that you enjoy, make make your life the best possible enjoyable lifestyle you can we chose what we did and we have to deal with that but it's just I could not there's no way I would not want to have a child and not be able to give them 100% and they did suffer because of it and not be able to do as many things as they could if they lived in a normal lifestyle home but thankfully I didn't have to make any kid suffer through that I'll leave it to the people that have healthier lifestyles and hopefully actually use that ability to improve their children's lives and get them to advance in anything that they want to do and not force your own beliefs and lifestyles on your own children and not let them open up to things that they want to experience but yeah that's everybody's own decision i'm not discouraging anybody from it i see a lot of people talk about it on the facebook groups and i see a lot of people right now with ms that are pregnant having kids and i just hopefully everything goes good it's just i see a lot also of the bad or you see Relationships falling apart because of the multiple sclerosis. Then all of a sudden, six months later, person with multiple sclerosis is pregnant or has a pregnancy in the home. And all of a sudden, the partner that doesn't have to deal with MS, between all the MS issues and everything else, the relationship's not getting any better. You can't just get pregnant to make your life better and work out better for you. You got to think about the kids. They're the important part. Make sure they're happy. Give them a good home. Give them as much adventure as possible in their life. And everybody will be happy. But yeah, if you're doing it good luck i hope everything goes good but that's it for today uh have a great rest of your week i'll get back to you probably within the next day or two with some more pods and oh yeah be good to each other